the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello again and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And even though we don't have the award-winning Lucy Polito with us today, she's once again visiting family in Columbia. We do have the award-winning, or actually I should say the original, one of the original score, uh, what's the score, hosts, Paul McNally of Score with us today. Hey, great to see you, Paul. It's great to be back, and you're right, original, it's back when we originally started Saturday mornings on a real call-in show. That's right, we did. And I, of course, am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, but this show is all about score and everything score is doing. And as you know, score is always doing something. They always have something going on. And, uh, you know, with now the offices back open and with all the Zooming stuff that they're also doing as well, you got the best of both worlds, ladies and gentlemen. So don't forget, score is located in the National Entrepreneur Center which is in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. And uh, you can call and make an appointment. You can welcome to walk in, but you might just be able to just say hello. As I said, they're always up to something at SCORE. But if you'd like to make an appointment and speak with a counselor and perhaps uh, get involved with a mentorship program there, you can call them at 407-420-4844. And you'll actually get real human beings and uh, and and people like Paul, who is how long have you been with Score now, Paul? It's been what fifteen years or so. No, it's about been about ten years that uh, that I've been been volunteering at Score. Okay, all right. Well, like I said, you got Score volunteers from all walks of life, and I believe sixty or more here in Central Florida. And because SCORE is a nationwide organization, as we keep telling you, ladies and gentlemen, they have offices all over the country and volunteers as well. So if you're heading somewhere else or you know somebody in another city, another state, who is an entrepreneur or thinking about being an entrepreneur, make sure that you, they know about SCORE. And if they'd like to find out the local offices for them, they can go to SCORE.org, which is the national website and plow around there, and they got a lot of great uh, templates and things like that. Uh, tell them about the documents they can find at SCORE.org, if you would, Paul. Uh, yep, there's a lot of things. When you're getting ready to start a business, you know, one of the first things that you do is start to put together a business plan. And you can go to um, our site, orlando.score.org, or uh, just go to SCORE.org, which is the national site. We've both got templates to help you put that business plan together. The, uh, there are many, many uh, different templates there to help you get started on that road to uh, being successful. Uh, more importantly, you can sign up for a group of workshops to help you get started, and, uh, and those are free right now because of uh, that 
thing called COVID that happened. All right. So once again, all of that at score.org. And now the local website for everything that's happening here locally, you go to orlando.score.org, orlando.score.org. And if you sign up for the newsletter there, you'll get alerts and you'll get regular updates and you'll know everything that's happening before it happens. And don't forget, if you would like to participate in the workshops in the Coffee with the Leader series or any other Zooming event that SCORE has going on, you can go to that website and sign up for it and participate in it live. Or you can go to, in many cases, not all, but in some cases, you can go to, the and they are archived at that site. By the way, all of the radio shows that we do here have been and are archived at Orlando.score.org. So you can go way back in history, and that's when you'll find Paul and Rich and I, the, the first three, the first three musketeers, you might say, Paul, when we first started this show. So uh, once again, all of that at Orlando.score.org. And if you want to make an appointment so Chris, for, on those you, archives that, that are out there, I had a call about three weeks ago from an old friend from college uh, back in Boston that said, you know, I was I was looking around the uh, Internet, and I found these radio shows, and your name was on it. It was one of the fill-in shows that I did on Business Brokerage here, I think, in July. And he saw that on the website, and he said, wow, he said, we haven't, I haven't talked to you for years, but here I find you on the radio down in Florida. How about that? See, that's the advantage of using radio. <laughs> Your voice is really magnified, ladies and gentlemen, in ways that you may not even know. All right. So once again, all of that uh, available to you at the bargain basement inflation proof price of zero, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All of it, no charge. Never has been for the mentorship program. But right now, there is no charge for any of the educational programming as well. And that's uh, due to some great sponsors. And if you'd like to be a sponsor or if you would like to be a SCORE volunteer and or SCORE volunteer, you can go to Orlando.score.org and find out more about how. Or just call a SCORE volunteer at 407-420-4844. The office hours are open, by the way, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 4, and Friday, 10 to 1. Okay, all right. And so in the meantime, uh, we are speaking of that archive. If you go back in that archive, you'll find our guest with us today. You know, we like to highlight other organizations that team scores up with. But we also like to highlight people who have uh, come across score and in, in their entrepreneurial endeavors. And that brings us to Evangeline B. White. She is the author of the Where Is Your Angel series, which you can find at whereisyourangel.com. Evangeline, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chris. Great to be on. Great to be with you and to, you know, talk all things score. How long has it been since you've been on the show? I know it's been a couple of years at least. It has. I think it's been about four years, give or take. Four years, give or take. Okay. All right, yeah. so uh, you know the routine, though. It's been so long. You better remind everybody, and, of course, we have a lot of new listeners. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself again, where you're from, that sort of thing. Yes. Well, I'm a native Orlando person, so I'm here in the, our own backyard. And I started the Angel Book Series uh, probably about five years ago. Uh, and have gone all over Florida and Cincinnati, Ohio, and with the angel business. And SCORE has been an incredible help to me. Um, the mentors 
all of the programs that you had mentioned, you know, free, low cost, no cost. Um, I couldn't imagine doing the angel business without SPOR. And even whenever I, before I even started the angel business, I came to SPOR and, and met with a mentor and laid out a plan um, because whenever I started the angel business, I had my foot on the gas. What, what, <laughs> what, what did you do before the angel stuff? What, tell us a little bit more about your background that led you to it. Um, well, I was, I've been in the legal field for a while, and I was working with an attorney whose family went all crazy over Elf on the Shelf. And I was like, what is, what is this Elf on the Shelf? And so she was telling me about her and her family's escapades and introduced me to the concept. And I thought, oh, my gosh, okay, that's funny and that's fun and I get it. But wouldn't you rather have an angel, you know, that'll last for your entire lifetime instead of just a season? Um, so that is my background. You know, I'm a researcher by nature and trade. So my background in the legal business, researching, you know, the Elf on the Shelf business and how they did it and what they did and how they started and how they catapulted themselves and, well, and things like that certainly helped. What, what, what were you doing like corporate law work? Is, is that the type of legal field that you were in? Um, we did business law. We did real estate law. We did land use. So it, um, it wasn't necessarily exactly um, corporate, but there's enough of a, you know, some attorneys listening might bite their tongue, but there's enough of a, 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 lay, a groundwork where you can kind of figure out, um, you know, most law has certain parameters that are the same, just a different specialty, uh, similar to a doctor's office or doctor's specialty. But I, because of um, work that I had done before with, um, I owned another business before, and because of that work, I knew trademark attorneys. And so I was able to connect with the trademark attorney as well and, uh, and get Where Is Your Angel trademark and, and learn all of the things along that nature, uh, copyrights, et cetera. So, I mean, legal work as far as knowing where to find the information Yes, that was very helpful in, in getting started on the right foot and staying on the right foot. And like I said, I had my foot on the gas um, starting Where Is Your Angel. I was all in. Um, and so um, that certainly did help lay the groundwork for where, where I'm at now and, and where we're planning to go in the future. You know, and this is not unique, is it, Paul, that people who are in, shall we say, the corporate field pick up experience, knowledge that they can use then in the entrepreneurial field? It, it, it happens all the time, and usually what, what, what happens is, is they look at what other people have done and try to make it better, just as, as she said, that she's looked at the elf on the shelf and, and take that concept there and make make her own concept, trying to make it one bit, one step up. And that's very, very common. I mean, it's, it's even in school, we talk in our workshops that it's uncommon for somebody to come with something brand new that somebody has not done before. They take something and they will try to modify it to uh, make it either uh, better, better customer service, better by uh, because of technology that may, might not be used in, in other 
business models that are that are out there just to make it better. Uh, and here, uh, Evangeline has, has taken uh, one concept that was only good for really probably a two or three month season, and tried to take that and blow that up so that people can use it 12 months a year. And I think that's a great idea. And we're going to talk about it more when we come back from the break. Once again, you can find out more about the Where Is Your Angel series at Where Is Your Angel series, which is at whereisyourangel.com. Whereisyourangel.com is the website. Just spell it all out, whereisyourangel.com. And so we'll come back and talk to Evangeline B. White, the author of that series, on What's the Score. Welcome back to What's the Score. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Paul McNally is sitting in for Lucy Polito today. I am Christopher Hart. Our guest is Evangeline B. White. She is the author of the Where's Your Angel series, which you can find once again at whereisyourangel.com. And we were just talking about how she used her experience in the field of law and to help her entrepreneurial efforts. And uh, it, it was it wasn't so much that you got the idea for the correct me if I'm wrong, Evangeline, but it seems like it wasn't so much that you got the idea for the the this, the books to be the auth, the books that you authored, but you, you used your expertise to be able to get the rights for that and be successful at that. Is that a fair characterization? That is definitely a fair characterization uh, because you can have an idea. But if you're not protecting your rights and your copyrights, um, you're opening yourself up and exposing yourself to risk. So it's um, it's one thing for an entrepreneur to have an idea, but they need to protect that. Right. So once again, tell us how you how you went from the law work to being this the author of this series. Um, well, it, um, it it was sort of a, a jump, but not a jump. Whenever I start, I love creating things. Um, when I went to Rollins, my co- one of my concentrations is in marketing. So my marketing side just blew up whenever I started. Af- after my legal side kicked in with, okay, how did they do it? The, me- the methods, the, you know, finding out what they did and doing my own research, if you will. Um, then when I got to the creative side, it was so much fun. I went into schools and I talked to kids before I even, you know, wrote the book. I had ideas. I would, you know, say, what do you guys think about this title? What do you think about that title? <laughs> so, you know, I did my market research and, um, and that was fun. And I would ask the kids, you know, for the storyboard. And it, originally, Chris, I was just going to have one book um, and, and it ended up being two books. And now I'm getting ready to write a third book. Because kids grow out of, you know, the, I call it the Easter Bunny stage. You know, they grow out of their belief, you know, of the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and Santa Claus. And they get older, and they become tweens and teens. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Be... You're not trying to say Santa Claus is not real, are you? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that myself. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on here now. <laughs> Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, sorry. All right, anyway, I understand what you're trying to say here. Just don't step on Santa's toes, right? All right, anyway, I've got to go ahead. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so you're yeah. so you're volume three now, because once again, the, the children are growing and they're maturing, and so yeah. okay, so um, this it's it's fascinating, isn't it, Paul? Because she went to not the parents, she went to the kids, because the, sure, it was going to sure. be the kids, you know, they are the consumers of this, right? They have to have the so buy-in. When you when you wrote the second book, so does Pete? Does mm-hmm. it is it age group? So people are progressing from the first book into the second as they're getting older. No, the first two books are pretty much the same age group because both of the first two books have a plush angel that goes along with it, very similar to Elf on the Shelf. You have your book and you have your plush um, doll. And so the first two books come with a plush angel, same age group. The angel just has a different story. Um, okay. So there's different, you know, different adventures, a different storyline, different but similar. It's all about angels. Um, but and the what's third the age book, group they, that you're targeting? Uh, for the first two books, it would be, you know, three to ten-ish. You know, sometimes 11-year-olds, would find enjoyment in it, but honestly, I would say three to ten. Um, and I've even had people, I've been surprised. The book, you know, this is my legal disclaimer, um, it's only been three and up, but people will buy the book, and afterwards they say, I'll get notes that said, I had a baby shower and I asked for books for my library, and someone gave me this Where is Your Angel book, and I love it. Um, so my disclaimer is it's for three and up, but whenever people purchase the book, you know, I don't go and, and tell them who they can give it to. Um, sure. but it's, so it's, it's taken on its own, um, wings, if you will, so I can, you know, use that play on words. And, uh, but the next book will be for the, the tweens who, you know, okay, might believe in Santa Claus, but maybe not. And it's where they can just carry it on so that they have something else to believe in. Because, I mean, we were all teens at one point in time, and, and I can't, I don't know that any of us would raise our hands and say, man, that was the most amazing time in my life. I had such great self-esteem. I looked great. Everything I touched was great. So I think we would say that as a teen, you know, if we could believe in an angel and, and that an angel was helping us, we would have gotten through some tough times a little easier. It is an amazing, let's just say, teaching tool for kids, because you are teaching something on a level that, you know, most, you know, shall we say, children's books aren't doing these days. Uh, children's books seem to have gone off in a whole different direction, and this is it, I can see why people would be, you know, uh, shall we say, thrilled to get one of these books, because it is you're you're teaching the children that there is a different side of life. Isn't that your intent, yes. Evangeline? Yes, you're spot on, Chris. Absolutely. And and that's yes. important, as I say, because in this day and age, we know that, that things are not going in that direction uh, at all. But that there is a market for this out there. That there, there always has been and there always will be. Don't you think, Paul? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So an interesting question is, how, how do you distribute the book? Do they find your website or are you Amazon? Uh, what, how's the distribution get out there and the word get out there um, with your marketing efforts? 
It is primarily through my website, and we did have a, an ebook on Amazon, but because the um, the book has a plush doll that comes with it, it's not just a book. Um, it with Amazon's terms. This is going back to my legal side. Amazon's terms and conditions were not very favorable, and I looked at them and the potential market that I had with Amazon, and was like, you know what? I think I can, you know do it better on my own and through word of mouth because it has, I mean, we've done things with Chick-fil-A. Uh, we've done book drives. I've had other corporations in Orlando who have purchased books from me where I go into nonprofits and I read the books to, uh, to kids and I give the angel dolls that these corporations have bought from me to give to them. So corporations have, you know, they're doing something good in the community um, for these kids and and for the communities that these kids represent or stay in. So as far as the marketing of it, it's primarily either word of mouth or through the website. Um, and and to note, if I can piggyback and circle back to the um, Elf on the Shelf, I don't know that – I know they didn't start on Amazon, so and I don't remember – if they're on Amazon right now, but um, so I'm kind of going back to, you know, the success track. I'm looking at a success track that has already happened and trying to not only emulate it, but um, tailor it accordingly, like you said, Paul, to 365 days a year as opposed to just a season. Sure, sure. Now, are you self-published? Is that, uh, or did you have a publisher that you partnered up with to... To help you with that, I self-published, and um, but I have an, an editor, and there are a bunch of, um, I shouldn't say a bunch. There are some valid websites out there for self-publishers where you can get your own ISBN numbers. I mean, you can do everything that you know the big corporate houses do. Um, and I have had, um, I have been approached by um, someone in um, who's a, who's an established writer about getting it officially published, but I haven't taken that step yet. I, I'm uh, maybe when I have a different level comfort level, I might approach um, those. But at the time I'm I'm happy with where we're at and where we're going and the traction that we're getting. So that may be happening down the road, but right now, um, not something I'm actively pursuing. Sure, sure. Okay. Once again, we're speaking with Evangeline B. White. She is the author of Where Is Your Angel, the Where Is Your Angel series. Is each book titled differently with a, 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 like a nuanced title? Yes. The first book is Angel Walking Over Me, and the second book is Where Is Your Angel? Oh, okay. So Angel... And I- Watching over me. Yeah, for the first book. Okay. And then where is your angel for the second book? And I don't quite have the title for the third book. I'm playing around with it, so um, that'll have to be to be decided. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have some more questions and answers from Evangeline B. White. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And you can go to whereisyourangel.com to get those books and find out more about them, whereisyourangel.com. Just spell it all out. 
And while you're at it, please go to orlando.score.org and sign up for the excellent newsletter there, orlando.score.org. And if you'd like to speak to a SCORE mentor, volunteer, counselor, you can call them at 407-420-4844 for SCORE. It's always 407-420-4844. And don't forget the SCORE Facebook page, which is SCORE Orlando on Facebook. We'd appreciate it if you'd friend us there. All right, that's SCORE Orlando on Facebook. And don't forget to sign up for that newsletter and take advantage of all the great programs, all at the bargain basement inflation proof price of zero. (laughs) Okay, that's right. All right, so please stay with us, and we'll be right back with more of What's the Score. We're back. We are What's the Score? And we, once again, we want to thank you for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show. It, the, it really has grown, and we really do appreciate that. Okay, so we've got Paul McNally sitting in for Lucy today. I am Christopher Hart, our guest, Evangeline B. White. She is the author of the Where Is Your Angel series, the first, being, first book being Angel Watching Over Me, the second book, Where Is Your Angel?, third yet to be titled. All right, let me ask you, Evangeline, since it has been a while since you've been on the show, how did the last two and a half years affect you with the ups and downs in the economy, with the the shutdowns and the uh, um, school closures and all of that sort of thing? How did it affect your business? Well, Chris, I mentioned earlier in the show I had my gas, my foot on the gas when I was starting, and that certainly put my foot on the brake. Um, I won't lie. Whenever we, prior to COVID, we started getting invitations to come all over the, the Central Florida area, and it was consistent, like every weekend and every week we had something going on. And then that just, put everything to a screeching halt and so we are I mean it did affect and you do have to be kind of pivot and it and you're able when there is a pause like that you're able to step back and say okay what worked what didn't work what do we want to see more of and what can we do to um, get the momentum back going so the pause was you know begrudgingly um a moment for us to say, okay, what's next? And that's, um, you know, we're starting to pick up, which is nice, and and get back into the groove that we were in pre-COVID. And with the third book, you know, in the works, uh, hopefully coming out in the summer is what we're anticipating. Uh, It's nice to get back in the groove. Do you know how it affected the children's books industry overall? Because my my instincts would would tell me that, it would have helped that industry on one hand, but on the other hand, it's because of, uh, you know, the Internet and computers and everything, I'd think maybe not. Do you, do you have any, well, any info on that? I do have some info on that. In 2020, book sales increased by 9%, I think it was, uh, because more people were home. So if you had a large enough following, then, yes, people were purchasing your books. Um but uh, so people were aware of you. But where our um, our clientele, if you will, is word of mouth, or they see us whenever we're out and about in the, in the community, 
um, it it uh, wasn't we did not experience the nine percent growth. Um, but they for the children. But the good thing is is that the sales are continuing to increase. Um, and even in, I have a statistic for you if you'd like for children's fiction. There were over a billion books sold in 2020. One billion. Ooh. There's gold in them books, isn't there, uh, Paul? <laughs> just just get a couple percent of that market, and uh, you've got a successful business. Uh, Evangeline, so one of the things, and I read an article oh, not too long ago on how, um, you know, digital versions of books, the e-books, have really started to outpace um, regular hard copy and paperback books in, in regular uh, books. Is is that at all spilling over into ch- children's books in general, or is that um, is that not happening in that market? No. What's happening, Paul, is um, a play on statistics. So the digital book market is only, I think, about maybe 10%. I was looking at the numbers recently of the entire um, book-selling pie. And they have increased, uh, I think they had a 20% increase, but a 20% increase in in the digital book market, it, they didn't take 20% more away from the hard book or the paperback market. So the digital is still small, but it is growing. You know, when you have, you know, one and then you have 10, that's, you can yep. use a statistic and say, wow, we had amazing growth. But realistically, looking at the numbers um, in proper context, it's like, well, you had some growth and, and, you know, things might pivot just a tiny bit. But um, as far as the digital, you know, um, taking over the hardback or softback um, kids market, I don't see that trend happening Um, because, I mean, we did digital books. because we thought, you know what, uh, at the time with the publisher that I had used, um, you know, it was like, hey, if you want to do an ebook, we this is the price, and it was like, why not? Because we already had the illustrations, we already had the story, it just made sense. So that's why we went ahead and did a digital book um, for the first book. Um, but because, I mean, we've had some sales. But I'm not going to jump up or, or paint a, a picture that's not accurate. It wasn't enough for me to say, oh, my gosh, we really need to do the second book in digital form. Um, so and it just that seems that with illustrations and how children read with pictures, it just seems that it would be much easier uh, to have that regular physical book in their hands. I mean. I'm a little old-fashioned, so that's... That well, you know, little, it, that's part... It seems, to me, it seems to me, Evangeline, and, and Paul's right on it, that it, it's part of your Angel series is it's it's that tactile part of it, that you're touching things, right? right? You're yeah. touching, they're yeah. touching the book, and then also you have the plush angels, right? Yes, correct. And mm-hmm. and once again, this is something that... that we're not getting enough of these days. It, 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 it's I know, Paul, I guess I'm the same way, too. We call it old-fashioned, but really what it is, it's important in the it's learning. It's, well, it's important in the learning experience. <laughs> the problem with the computer yeah. is it tries to it cram every human experience into that electronic box, and you just can't do that. 
you know, there is something to be able to touch things, see things, smell things in their real form. And, you know, you just can't do that with a computer, but you can do that with your Where's Your Angel series. You can make a plush digital angel. <laughs> That's about the size of it. It's hard to hug. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I got to think that, you know, that that is, you know, that that world is like a puff of smoke. It's here today, maybe gone tomorrow. And, you know, because remember the NFTs, Paul? You know, what was yep, it absolutely. just a year ago? <laughs> NFTs, you, you you know, you had to have millions of dollars to buy one, and now they can't give them away. So it's, you know, the, the whole market can change radically. But this is something that is still, you know, very important to, to raising a child, and that is putting things in their hands. And and so but did you have any trouble over the last couple of years getting product? No, I didn't. No, that part I did not. The books themselves are made in the USA. Okay. The angels are made abroad. I've been trying to find a domestic uh, manufacturer for the plush doll. Um, have not found that yet. So if anybody out there listening knows of a domestic uh, manufacturer, please reach out to me. Um, but the um, it's getting product, no. We were, we're pretty solid on our product. Uh, we didn't have any uh, supply chain issues okay. um, with that. And once again, but but, to your, I'm sorry, please go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I think to say to your point as far as digital versus tactile, um, studies have shown that whenever kids are given too much digital stimulation, it rewires their brains. It makes them more irritable. They have lower self-esteem. It's, there's just a ton of negative. Whereas whenever a kid is given a book to actually touch, and this is in school or this is at home, um, you know, where it's not overstimulating them, they're able to absorb the information longer, or quicker, and retain it longer. So there are tons of pluses for that tactile touch and feel uh, learning. Wow. I wonder if someone did a study of that on adults, if you wouldn't find the same thing. I was at an event just the other day. It was a pastor's appreciation lunch put on by the station here, Salem Media Group Orlando. And Pat Williams, who's been a radio host here for, what, 25 years or so. And, of course, he's the one who brought the Orlando Magic here. Everybody knows who Pat Williams is around here, right, anyway? Especially if you're from Philadelphia, you, of course, you know. But, of course, basketball Hall of Famer. And he is he's a, a huge advocate for reading. And he's hes written, I don't know, probably over 100 books, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's an, a remarkable amount of books that he's actually written himself. And uh, he yeah. stood up and he spoke and he said, you know, what we need to do is we need to read more. And he challenged everyone in the audience to read an hour a day, a book, a book mm-hmm. that you hold in your yeah. hands. And he said <laughs> that most males, if they don't go to college after high school, will never read another book front to back again in their lives. And 85% of the books that are bought and sold, or I would say bought, are bought by women. And that uh, uh, many households, maybe even more than 50%, don't even have books in them at all. Because everything is done through, you know, the video screens. And we, we got we to gotta get away from that. I mean, we, there's got to be a balance here. So I think there's always going to be a market, as I said, for products like yours. All right. So once again, you can get your Angel series at whereisyourangel.com, ladies and gentlemen, whereisyourangel.com. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Evangeline, Evangeline B. White. 
that is the initial B, Evangeline B. White. And uh, don't forget also, please, to go to orlando.score.org. Sign up for the SCORE newsletter there. That way you'll be up to date and you'll know predate everything that's going on at SCORE so you can participate in it. And tell others about it as well, because once again, now with things being done in this world, you know, electronically, here I am, rail it on. But of course, it, as I said, it's a, I'm seeking a balance. You know, it's, it's a both and world for me. It's not either or, right? Both and. So uh, you can sign up and tell others because it is unlimited access at orlando.score.org. And once again, if you'd like to make an appointment and have that tactile experience face-to-face with a SCORE volunteer, 407-420-4844 is the number, 407-420-4844. And we'll be right back with more of What's the SCORE? Welcome back to What's the Score? Thanks again for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show. We really do appreciate it. Paul McNally, once again, sitting in for Lucy Polito today. I am Christopher Hart. And before we get back to our conversation with the author of the Where Is Your Angel series, Evangeline White, I just want to remind you once again, we had a great testimonial at the top of the show there where Paul was talking about a friend he hadn't spoken to for years, discovered him on because of a radio broadcast that he he did here several months ago. And that's the advantage of radio, ladies and gentlemen, and especially if you combine it with the social media platforms, which they can do now here at Salem Surround. And uh, your message goes out, and when it goes out in the ether or across the web, it, it, it's an unlimited potential, ladies and gentlemen, especially, once again, if you combine the two. But because Salem Surround can help you with either or or both, you need to get a hold of them. You can go to surroundorlando.com to find out more, surroundorlando.com, and contact a Salem expert here. And by the way, they are local, and they are expert at what they do, and they do answer the phone when you call them, too. By the way, if you'd like to call and set up an appointment, you can do that at 407-618-1760, 407-618-1760. I'm sorry, yeah, 407-618-1760, and that's surroundorlando.com. Okay, and uh, tell them that the stuttering uh, radio host, Christopher Hart, uh, sent you along that way. All right, so anyway, back to you, Evangeline. Um, you said that, uh, once again, you're working on a third book. Do you see a potential of this, uh, more or less, as I was saying with Pat Williams, uh, you know, that there are many more books in this series ahead? Yes, I do. Especially the young adults, which the third book will be geared towards those young adults who don't necessarily believe in the Tooth Fairy or Easter Bunny anymore. And 70% of the young adult books are purchased by 18 to 64 year olds. So there's a lot of book buying going on. And a lot of it, whether it's an adult giving as a present or an adult buying a kid book or a teen, tween, or young adult book for themselves, there's a a big market out there uh, for people purchasing hardback or softcover books. And, Paul, this is a, a, shall we say, a clever way to expand one's market because, obviously, she's still going to be selling books one and two, right? Absolutely. So you're you're really you've got three three offerings now to sell. So it's, it's a good way to triple your sales. I mean, because it especially now we are getting into a different age group, uh, a little bit older age group on the third third book.
covering, covering a much uh, broader scope on there. Uh, Evangeline, I'd like to ask you and bring this back to, to when you started at SCORE. Uh, so you had mentioned that, that when you started this four or five years ago, you came to SCORE uh, initially for help. Tell us a little bit about your experience that you had with SCORE and how SCORE helped you and how it can help other people that are starting a business. Sure. Um, whenever I, uh, as I mentioned previously, I'm a researcher by nature and by trade. So I had researched what we, uh, we're, I mean, uh, Elf on the Shelf, and they had started going to book, book seller shows. So I signed up and I went to a bookseller convention and then I contacted four and I said, hey, I have four months to get ready for this convention. Can you help me? <laughs> and, um, and I met with Harry and Harry um, is a ball of energy and he was so excited for me. And he's like, oh my gosh, usually we have a year to plan. I'm like, hey, I'm ready. I got my foot on the gas. Tell me what needs to happen. And he said, I've worked tons of conventions and this is what you need to do. And because of a tip that he gave me, I was able to maximize my impact and influence at that booksellers uh, convention, uh, including speaking on the stage many times. I was on their stage, I think it was a four-day convention, and I was on there multiple times every day. And so, I mean, not only did I have, I felt like I had my own cheerleader, because Harry was very supportive, very excited for me. Um, but he was also saying, okay, this is what you need to do. These are your next steps. Find out about this. This is what happens there. And I was able to get interviews because I never thought, uh, you know, I have, I've attended conventions. I've never worked a convention. So he was able to yep. give me pinpoint guidelines on how to work the convention, who I would need to talk to, what questions I would need to ask. Um, so, I mean, it was if I wouldn't have had that, I would have walked away from that convention with my head held low, going, man, yep. what did I miss? But I feel like I maximized the potential of that convention because of my mentor, Harry, at SCORE. And then, and not only That's that. That's fantastic. Yeah, and you guys aren't one and done. I mean, you guys are with, you, with an entrepreneur until the entrepreneur says, okay, I'm spent. Or the entrepreneur says, hey, I sold my business for $25 million. Yeah, I mean, you guys are constantly um, available. You're kind of like an angel. You're you're a lifetime for a life cycle. A score, I mean, truly is. There, I, I honestly cannot say, nope, I don't need score anymore. I'm done. I constantly need score. And I get those newsletters that you're promoting, Chris, and they have tons of information. And, and even the online networking events that come with those um, webinars um, that you guys, that score has, I mean, honestly, um, SCORE is like an angel. You are with us for the yep. life cycle of our businesses. Well, and, and you're right. A lot of times I talk to many, many clients and, and, and mentors that they've got 10, 15, 20 years that they've worked with, with businesses and, and, and multiple uh, mentors on the same business. And so sometimes it keeps coming back for different different reasons. Uh, I don't. I, I never heard us referred to as angels. They they talk more about mosquitoes, but that's that's a whole different subject. But uh, the uh, it, it is. It's great that you have been able to utilize uh, uh, many mentors uh, in school. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and whenever and I had mentioned to you when we were off the air, Paul, 
even when I'm on LinkedIn and uh, someone says they're starting a new business, I'm like, you got to go to SCORE. Um, so I am promoting SCORE anytime, you know, when my ears perk up and I hear, oh, I'm starting a business, the first words out of my mouth, you got to go to SCORE. You got to go to SCORE. So I'm your vocal mouth. you're starting a business, it's, it's, we can help people even step it up to the next level. And and that's yes. that's important. A lot of people look at us thinking us uh, that we are just there for startups, but a lot of times when people are struggling to get to that next level, sometimes that's harder than starting a business. And we can be there to uh, you know coach and guide and and help people get to that that next level. Yeah, it's the life cycle of a business. You're right. All right. Once again, all of the things that SCORE has to offer, there is no charge to you, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to excellent sponsors out there. And uh, if you'd like to find out more about how to be a sponsor, you can go to orlando.score.org to do that as well. And, you know, some people are out there listening right now, Evangeline, or driving or maybe doing some work, maybe in the yard or something like that. Just just give them a brief overview of what they would find at your website, whereisyourangel.com. Well, at our website, aside from the obvious products, you'll they'll see testimonials. We even have some activities that parents can print out and have their kids do. We have um, tons of pictures of people doing all kinds of crazy antics with their angel. We have a um, Pinterest page, and on the Pinterest page, that has angel recipes. We have a section called Angel Hair. We have all things angel that, you know, parents or schools could think of on our Pinterest page. I know, angel hair. You know, it's a girl thing. Well, I I was thinking angel hair pasta is what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Something you could do with that, right? that that is uh, uh that's that's really cool stuff there. Uh and all of this once again at the website whereisyourangel.com whereisyourangel.com. And uh yeah, that that that's cool. Any any thoughts of doing like a coloring book series or or branching off into other areas of the book world from this? Well, yes. I've had several people um because sometimes I'll you know, being an author, you're writing and so I'll have different um, poems that I've written throughout the year from an angel's perspective. Oh, yeah. And I've had people say, you should make a collection of that. I'm like, well, maybe eventually. I have other things that I are on my my vision right now. So I'll put that on the back burner. But we do have on our website, um, it, there's free stuff. And then for people who purchase the items, there's even more stuff. So whenever we have about... 18 or so different angel type of activities, whether it's a maze, it's a word search, it's, you know, find the differences, create an angel ornament. Um, Those are available for people who purchase the book. You get a little code that unlocks, you know, like 18 of those different kinds of um, activities. So that in itself is certainly a, you know, as I add to it, could certainly become some kind of coloring and activity book. So different things that I do to supplement people's experience with the angels, you are correct. They could eventually be um, put together and is a collection to um, sell as a standalone. Well, we're going to have to leave it there, but it's been great speaking with you again, Evangeline, and let's not make it so long before you come back on the show. Matter of fact, when you get that third book written, we want to hear all about it. 
And Paul, thanks. Awesome. For, and Paul, thanks for sitting in for Lucy today. Great job. It was great uh, being back with you in the driver's seat. All right, sir. Okay, so once again, go to whereisyourangel.com for the Where's Your Angel series books and more, as you just heard from Evangeline B. White, the author of the series. That is whereisyourangel.com. And, you know, these are perfect gifts, ladies and gentlemen, and the gift-giving season is on top of us right now. So stock up. For all the young folks in your family and the expected young folks, whereisyourangel.com is where you go. And while you're at it, please also go to orlando.score.org, sign up for the newsletter Evangeline was just bragging about. And then if you would like to experience SCORE the way she has, you can set up an appointment at 407-420-4844. So until next week, that's all for What's the Score. See ya. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.